NFL Scouting Combine is here. Man, we want to be here, and we want to be here as much as we can and get full advantage of it because everything matters. Well, that was Falcons General Manager Terry Fontenot. We want to welcome you to the Bowtie Chronicles podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter for the AJC. We'll discuss some of the things Terry had to say here at the Combine and the release of quarterback Marcus Mariota. If you're listening for the first time, please make sure you follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. All right, we're here in Indianapolis where the Falcons general manager, Terry Fontenot, spoke to the media today and then did a few little interview with us off to the side, the local media that's here to cover their team. But there was some breaking news right before he was coming on stage. Uh, Marcus Mariota was released from the Falcons ending this failed experiment, not even a year old, you know, when they decided to get into the Deshaun Watson Derby and move on from Matt Ryan. Things didn't work out according to plan. They couldn't uh, get the deal done with Watson and ended up signing Marcus Mariota the next day as kind of a bridge veteran quarterback. Ended up drafting Desmond Ritter, then playing him a little bit late last season. One thing is very clear coming out of today is that, hey, they – Don't believe Desmond Ritter is the franchise quarterback of the future right now. They're going to add to the quarterback room. You know, maybe they're posturing. and Maybe they think he can help them out and be that guy. But as it stands right now, they have been very adamant about adding to the quarterback room. Veterans, draft, free agent, all paths are open for them to uh, improve the football team at every, any and every position, including at quarterback. So we talked to Coach uh, uh, Smith Lay earlier on in the offseason, and it was like that. We talked to owner Arthur Blank. They, they all praised Desmond, but nobody's willing to anoint him as the quarterback of the future. And then here today, Terry Fontenot. So let's move on into some of his things that he had to say about the scouting combine they're here uh they've got a uh, 319 players to go over and he's looking forward to the interviews so we wanted to know from terry fontenot what's the most important part of the combine 
I think it's all important. I think it's all important. The most important thing I would say are the meetings. If you say, what's the most important thing about the combine? It's the meetings. It's the medical that we get. Obviously, our doctors and trainers are here. We get all the medical information. The time we get to spend with the players, that's important. But I think the workouts are too. Some players choose not to work out, and that's their prerogative. But you love for guys to get out there under the lights and go out there and compete. And we look at all the analytics and all the data, and you can it's apples to apples when you can compare it to 10 years ago what someone did at the same position. And then we can look at the trends and look at what's most important at each position. We can do studies. So I think everything's important. If you'd say what's the most important thing, I would say the meetings. Also, in the offseason, you know, they stack the board. The scouts come in in February uh, to compile all of that work that they, uh, you know, had, had did over the course of the football season, over the college football season. Lots of interviews with, you know, a lot of uh, coaches, you know, staff people, cafeteria workers. Uh, you know, they try to dig wherever they can to find as much as they can about the players, and they come in put that on the, the draft board, and now it's a matter of fact-checking, doubling back, and making sure the information was good because they want to make sure that the players are a right fit for the team. So we discussed with Terry Fontenot on how the draft board evolves throughout this entire process. What we do, we have February meetings, and that's just the scouts. So that's Kyle Smith and the scouts going through and setting the board. We have an excellent scouting staff that has done a really good job through the season, and they set the board based off the information they have now. And that's what's, again, so important about this part of the process because now this is the coach's first exposure. So we, ha we get to have 45 formal interviews, and then we have a lot of informal interviews, and the coaches get to, we have all the information from the scouts, now they get to get in front of them. And, and then so we're going to continue to go through, we'll have the pro days, we'll have the private visit, private workouts, and we'll continue to go through it. And then we get to April, and it's going to change because we have more information. So it, it, it's a we're in a critical part of the process right now. We do. We set the board, and that's a fun part because you're setting it just based off the film and what you got from the school. So that's really cool. Now we get through the rest of the process and get the coaches involved, and then we make the adjustments. Well, they'll keep working on the draft, and we know the draft this year is April the 27th through the 29th of April will be held in Kansas City this year. But before they get to the draft, you know, free agency's happening. It's happening even as we speak. They've signed a couple of uh, exclusive rights free agents. They're long snapper, Lamb McCullough, and tight end, Parker Hesse, the converted tight end who played defensive end at Iowa. He's a big part of the blocking package with the Falcons last year. They were third in the league in rushing. So, uh, you know, that's where they'll go. They're, he said today there are going to be some free agents they sign, some they can't, and some that'll walk because they won't be able to, to, you know, sign them all. They got 23 of them. Uh, you know, Caleb McGarry, the right tackle, might be the, the, the top of the list. Rashawn Evans, the le leading tackler at linebacker. And Alameda Zacchaeus. Uh, is up there too. And uh, Lorenzo Carter would be another big name that played a lot of downs last year for them to resign in free agency. And just to go over, franchise tag day is March the 7th. Uh, that, that's not for them. That's more for Lamar Jackson. We'll see and hear and talk to the um, Baltimore Ravens executive 
general manager Ernie DaCosta and uh, football coach John Harbaugh tomorrow to uh, see where they are, where they're at with the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes, and we'll be watching that because the Falcons have said they're in the market. They went after Deshaun. If, if Lamar comes on the market, that would be a player of interest. We're almost certain of that. So, you know, one of the, um, before you even get to the draft, you, you have to deal with free agency. But, you know, we're starting here at the Combine, 319 players, and uh, we're going to talk about some of the, the strong players that are, you know, at the forefront, first rounders and position fits for the Falcons later in the podcast. But right now we want to hear from General Manager Terry Fontenot on if there's a uh, strongest or weakest position in this year's draft. Well, we're right in the midst of that right now, so I wouldn't talk about a specific. But, man, you can find players everywhere. We always talk about it. There's going to be a really good player at eight, or whether we move up or move down, we're going to get a good player in the first round. And then throughout the draft, we have an excellent staff that we're going to find those players. Every year we get through the draft, there's guys that didn't even get signed as an undrafted free agent. They show up at a rookie camp and make a team. So we're going to turn over every stone. Um, again, we have an excellent staff, and we're going to challenge ourselves to find players at every level. Now, you know, we uh, every year at the Combine, we do our um, intense scrutiny of that list of 319 players. Uh, Dave Willem back in the office is uh, taking over it, and uh, he found 41 players from Georgia colleges or high schools that have been invited to the scouting combine. And we had a story on all 41 of them with a little bio, a couple tight ends, Dallas Miller, uh, Payne Durham up at Purdue, a lot of uh, local players here at the combine, 41, which is up from 38 from last year. Uh, And, you know, it's a link in there kind of looking at the players over the years. Uh, You know, last year, one of the big gets was Damian Pierce. Uh, going to the Houston Texans, a local kid uh, out of South Georgia, uh, was leading the league, leading the rookie rushers and uh, yards carry before he got hurt there. They kind of overused him. But, uh, yeah, he was one of the big rookies last year that was here at the Combine. And uh, this year out of the class of 41, uh, you know, there'll be some, you know, could have the number one overall pick again and Jalen Carter out of Georgia. But we don't want to go into that whole list right now. We'll have plenty of time to get to them before the, uh, you know, before the draft and certainly after after the combine and how well uh, we'll let you know how well they are able to perform up here at the combine. Now, Jalen Carter is not performing. He is going to um, uh, rest on his tape and do his thing on March the 15th at the UGA Pro Day. So, but here is uh, Terry Fontenot on the uh, amount of prospects from Georgia at the Combine. There's some good players from from the Georgia Bulldogs here, but there's also a lot of good players from Georgia here. And that's something we lose sight of. We actually on our magnets, on whether it's a free agent board or um, um, a college draft board, we put a peach on there if they're from Georgia. Because that's something t- sometimes people lose sight of, that there's a lot of players that, grew up in this area that might have chose to go to another school. Um, there's a lot of Georgia natives that are really talented. So, yeah, the team, Georgia's doing really well. They have some really good prospects here that we're excited about. But we're also excited about a lot of Georgia natives. All right. Now, one of the things the uh, Falcons did do with the cutting of Marcus Mariota 
they uh, created more cap space. They're up to $68 million to spend here in free agency. And the Falcons will, um, you know, start spending that money on their own players and then try to add on, in every phase of their game is how they put it. Uh, you know, they were 7-10 the last couple of years last year. Three, uh, you know, wins where, you know, one play, one score wins. So, you know, three and eight and one score game. So they're in games and, and they feel they got a foundation late, but they need to start adding talent uh, across the board. There's no uh, area that doesn't need improvement. And uh, they're going to try to do that here, starting with the free agency period and then on to the draft. Uh, but it's got to be good to, to be at the free agency derby with some money in your pocket. And they have that now. And here's what Terry had to say about how more cap space means more work for them to do. Clearly, we have a lot of cap space and clearly we have a lot of flexibility. That was a part of the plan. This is the phase we're in. But we have to be cautious because we're not trying to get instant credibility or win a press conference. Or um, We want to make sure that, that we're bringing in the right types of players for our building. And, and that's going to, we have a lot of work to do. When you have a lot of cap space, there's a reason you have a lot of cap space. That means you have a lot of work to do. We have to add to every position, every phase. So we just want to make sure we have the right discipline again, not just outside the building, but inside the building as well. And we're doing the right things. We have to set parameters because if we don't, then we could get ourselves in a bind. So, so yeah, we, we need to add a lot. And um, we just want to make sure we go through the process in the right way and focus on the right kind of people. We have to focus on uh, our, our makeup and, 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 and not, not compromise that at all. Well, here's uh, General Manager Fontenot on the release of Marcus Mariota. We really appreciate Marcus and, and all the things he did while he was here. Uh, personally, professionally, great man. Um, we've had great communication with both he and, and his agent, Ryan Tolner, throughout the process. And um, we just believe we're doing what's best for the team at the time. But appreciate him and what he did when he was here. Now, you know, they had the Mariota contract set up for uh, if he did good and was coming back this year as a starter, then that $12 million would have made sense. But once they demoted him, there was no way he was going to get to that $12 million. He knew it. That's part of why he left. Uh, came up with the knee injury thing. But, um, you know, he's going to be in a Netflix uh, series with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Kirk Cousins. And uh, our, our good friend Peter King had an item on that in his uh, football Monday, uh, you know, football uh, morning in America column this week. And, uh, you know, in three days, uh, Mariota has the baby, gets demoted, then is having knee surgery. So uh, hopefully... Uh, the Netflix docu-series will have that in it because we didn't, you know, once he was cut, we never saw him again. Uh, didn't get to uh, interview him. So, uh, but that probably will be in that Netflix series on, uh, you know, his kind of exit from the NFL. I don't know if anybody's going to gamble on a guy who quit on his own team. Uh, you know, could have stayed around and helped Ritter out, but he knew that he wasn't going to see this uh contract or, or the $12 million and the Falcons said they stayed in contact with uh, Ryan Tolner, his agent and so forth throughout the period. But, uh, uh, just, uh, um, you know, the kid had, a, he had a couple shots, had a shot in Tennessee, had a shot in Atlanta, couldn't sustain the winning, couldn't throw the ball accurately down the field. 
you know, it was a good run guy, throw it decent enough underneath. So, um, but once people caught up to him and started sitting on those routes, the Falcons were, you know, pretty much just spinning their wheels on offense. And so now we are where we're at with Desmond Ritter and Logan Woodside as the two quarterbacks and the Falcons, you know, will be making moves to, to get quarterbacks. We'll see if they like Anthony Richardson. He'll be there at eight. He's a Florida quarterback that's athletic, but with the 54% passing uh, percentage. You know, will Lamar Jackson shake free? Will Aaron Rodgers come south? He's not. Uh, I don't really want Derek Carr, but, hey, he's out there. Maybe he can go to Carolina or something. But uh, And then, hey, Carson Wentz became free yesterday. So we'll see uh, where their mindset is with the quarterback situation. Uh, you know, Ryan Pace is with them now. He um, They put together a pretty good team in Chicago, even went to the playoffs with Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback. But, I mean, you know, he's got to live it down with him and a few other GMs that they picked Trubisky, traded up to pick Trubisky over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. So those are some of the people who will be making these quarterback decisions. Uh, Arthur Smith has been around a lot of quarterback decisions in Tennessee, going back to, uh, you know, of course, Mariota and uh, the guy um, Locker, Jake Locker out of uh, Washington. You know, uh, they went with Ryan Tannehill. So, you know, they've been uh, around some creative quarterback decisions. Kyle Smith was in D.C. when they took, Ryan, uh, Robert Griffin III, and Kirk Cousins in the same draft. So we're expecting some creativity here from them. Not just anything, um, you know, uh, you know, just signing a couple backups to come in here uh, to, to compete for the job. Or, you know, we'll see. You know, they went after Watson. We'll just see how big they go in the quarterback room this offseason with the money they have and the draft picks. But here's Fontenot on the quarterback situation. We're going to add to the position, and we've been really clear with uh, how we feel about Desmond Ritter and, and, and what he's done to this point in his career. He's, his makeup and, and just the way he he's handled every role that he's been in and what he did over the last four games of the season. He dealt with adversity. He, he got off the mat. He kept fighting. So Desmond's done some good things, um, and, and, and we know he's going to continue to improve this offseason. And yet we're going to add to the position, um, whether it's free agency, the draft, or both. Um, we've talked about the quarterback position and how we want to make sure we continue to add to that position. And we want to keep bringing players in. So um, really excited about Desmond, and yet we're going to add to the position. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, an air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. All right, welcome back here to the Bowtie Chronicles podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I want to take this time here to thank you again. Uh, thank everyone who subscribes to the AJC and AJC.com. It's what makes all of this possible. Now, if you haven't joined our community yet, we have a special deal available right now for our listeners. 
of the podcast. You can get unlimited digital access to everything the AJC has to offer for the next six months for just 99 cents. That's all of our stories on AJC, our terrific e-paper, all of our newsletters, including Bradley's buzz from legendary columnist Mark Bradley. That's just 99 cents for the next six months. So to take advantage of this offer, go to subscribeajc.com backslash podcast. So you always know what's going on in the AJC. All right, so basically, Terry, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Basically, Terry Fontenot was basically saying they got more money, more problems is what they got. But, uh, hey, some of the, you know, position groups, we're, we're starting to group them in. Uh, we kind of got the top tier in here. You know, after our talks with uh, Danny Jeremiah and starting to hear uh, some of the scouts here at the Combine, a few things I'm just jotting down for the Falcons. Running back, they got Tyler Algier. They'll get another one. Um, you know, the, he, he said today there's no, you know, there's no day and time now where you just give the ball to one running back and, and let it go. Uh, but they do like what he did as a, a rookie last year. Quarterback, I got Anthony Richardson circle because he, he could be there at eight. I don't really like the – um. Bryce Young's too little for me. Uh, C.J. Stroud was that was a heck of a game. I saw the Georgia game. You know, um, Ohio State wins that game if Marvin Harrison doesn't get hurt. You know, so I, I like him, but he's not going to be there. I don't like Will Levis. He uh, he just dipped too much for me last year. Don't really like Richardson, but he's six four, two thirty, cannon of an arm. And um, I just see the progress that uh, Jalen Hurts made over three years in Philadelphia. You know, they they tailored that offense to do everything he can do well. They put in routes that he could throw. Uh, those throws uh, in the Super Bowl to Dallas Goddard were top-notch. Uh, big completions on third down to tight windows. So I'm thinking, hey, you know, maybe, you know, Arthur Smith and his, his guys, Dave Ragone, uh, who's going to coach the quarterbacks now that uh, Charles London is gone, by the way? Maybe they could think, hey, we can get this guy with the halter of an arm, bring him in here and uh, have him uh, do his thing, you know, and, and coach him up and so forth. So I got that circle. Uh, Hendon, um, uh, Henderson, 25. Uh, you know, some of these guys are older. The Tennessee quarterback, uh, I will get to him later here in our draft prep, but uh, quarterback got to think outside the box. Got to think like, hey, they're not going to trade up to get one of these guys. They passed on similar guys already. So, you know, that kind of quarterback snobs. And the fact that, uh, you know, when they were with Tennessee, they went with Ryan Tannehill, got him off the scrap heap and put him back together, uh, you know, with a little help from Derrick Henry. So uh, offensive line-wise, um, well, tight ends versus eleven. Uh, you know, we got three from Georgia. The big one is Dornell Washington. Uh, and if he runs a 4-6 here at the combine, he's going to really just uh, m- jump off the board, move up to the second spot. He's like another tackle blocking-wise is what we hear. Uh, so he's going to be uh, one to keep an eye on up here. Uh, offensive line-wise, it's down to three people pretty much. Uh, Paris Johnson. Uh, Brad, Broderick Jones from Georgia and Skoronsky. 
Those three guys could be there for the Falcons at eight. And uh, defensive line-wise, you know, we've been scouting the defensive line pretty hard for the last 10 years at the Combine. And uh, some of the names up front and inside, your uh, Miles Murphy, uh, Jalen Carter, of course, from Georgia. Tyree Wilson's getting a big buzz, a lot of buzz up here. Texas Tech, uh, edge rusher. Uh, Lucas Van Ness from Michigan. Uh, Keon White from Georgia Tech, a former tight end at Old Dominion. And then, of course, Will Anderson, linebacker, edge rusher from Alabama and Dutchtown High. Uh, inside, you know, the Falcons are kind of tipping their heads. Like, hey, it's not all about the edge. It's not all about the edge. We've got to push the pocket, hit the A-gap. Uh, you know, and they tried that with uh, Taekwon Graham and Timmy Horn did that. They did some dirty work for him last year. Uh, but some of the big guys are uh, Kalaji Kansi. He's a... Uh, uh, you know, one of the uh, defensive tackles, Brian Breezy from Clemson, and then Baylor Sayaka Aka, 6'4", 357, uh, kind of in the mode. Uh, you know, certainly would look nice next to Grady Jarrett in the front of the uh, defensive line there for the Falcons. In the secondary, a couple names we got, uh, we're looking at and uh, been hearing a lot about our Christian Gonzalez from Arizona. I mean, from uh, Oregon, excuse me, from Oregon. And then Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. And then Devin Witherspoon from uh, Illinois. Now, he's a little smaller guy, but uh, he plays he plays the ball and he shows up at the football. So, uh, you know, those are some of the names we've got. Uh, on our list to make sure we have, uh, uh, you know, uh, good, good, good uh, reports on them and uh, how they're doing. Because you know, out of this group is you know going to be the top ten, and uh, you know we'll be getting our mock draft ready next week. Uh, you know how we feel about mock drafts before the combine; they're pretty much a waste of your time. Uh, but we'll have, um, you know, we, we got a good start here on our mock draft 1.0, and you'll see some of these names in there. I don't know if Aka's going to make the first round. I don't know if uh, Joy Porter's going to probably be in the back of the first round. Uh, we got to sort through the defensive edge rushers uh, and the tackles. That'll be, uh, you know, you got to throw in a couple wide receivers. The group isn't as talented as it's been in the past. And you got the uh, Anderson running back that's pretty high. Uh, teams might not take him that high, but, uh, uh, you know, they, they don't like taking the running backs in the first round anymore. So just before we get out of here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, we want to talk about the revamped coaching staff of the Falcons. The big hire was Ryan Nelson, getting him away from the Saints and making him a defensive coordinator. Uh He'll have some help in the back end from uh, veteran Jerry Gray, assistant head coach, and also uh, Steven Jackson was hired to help with the secondary. Now, um, Gary Emanuel was um, fired, along with Ted Monachino, outside linebackers, and John Hoke. John Hoke was a secondary coach. He landed a job right away, fine veteran uh, coach. And, uh, so, and then Frank Bush will have the linebackers. Looks like uh, Lanier Gothy and Ryan Nelson are going to handle the edge rushers and the tackles up front, uh, you know, taking over, um, you know, Monachino's spot that uh, uh, 
uh, he was coaching the outside linebackers and Emmanuel was coaching the tackles. So we'll see um, how they put it together. They say they're going to be multiple, but that they're going to be three, four, and their multiple is their you know nickel package, whatever they four down linemen, four two. Uh, yeah, four two five or however they're going to roll with the nickel, three three uh, five or however they're going to roll the nickel. But uh, that's where they're at here, and that's the revamp coaching staff. Um, uh, they sent one of the, you know, the quality control minor changes. I thought T.J. Yates might go to quarterback coach, but uh, they're keeping him at wide receiver coach. And Dave Ragone, the offensive coordinator, he spent a lot of time with Desmond Ritter last year anyway and uh, Mariota and getting him ready to play. So, uh, and Charles London left to go to the Titans as the passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. So he's got Malik Willis on his hands. He's got to get Malik up to speed uh, over there in Tennessee. So, uh, you know, the revamp coaching staff, you know, it's one thing to consider. Uh, certainly on the defensive side of the ball, they'll have new voices over there. See if that'll help them. Uh, and they're going to add some talent over there. I'm looking to uh, you know, I wish I had, you know, we're just early at the combine, so I'm not hearing any rumors yet on who they're going after and, and so forth, but we'll get to that here later in the week. Uh, but yeah, today we just wanted to give you some combine action. What general manager Terry Fontenot had to say, Marcus Mariota being cut, what that means, uh, how they got, they got a lot of money, where it's going to go. Uh, we're going to monitor this Lamar uh, Jackson situation. Uh, the uh, the big date is uh, March the 7th. That's Lamar Jackson Day. They got to show him some franchise tag love or, or maybe get the deal done. We'll see where the Ravens are at with that. Uh, as the Falcons say, they're going to add to the quarterback room. So with that, we're going to ask you to take care and have a great rest of your week. Ocean Breeze. Tropical Beach. Pina Colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song the celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-Hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.